Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 65 of Another Woodshop Podcast, a podcast that if you took an NPR podcast from the top charts and uh, left it out for too long, then ended up in a clearance rack at Ross, you would get Another Woodshop Podcast. <laughs> we're, the, we're NPR, we're, the Ross version. We're just a clearance, clearance <laughs> rack clearance at Ross. clearance rack podcast. <laughs> Did you take my Pete joke? You yeah. took my Pete joke and made it into a podcast joke. A little bit. Mike found <laughs> the a doppelganger. AW Pete cast. Yeah, it was really weird. Hey, anyway, look, big thank you to everyone who supports the show. You guys are incredible. Our patrons are amazing. If you wanted to support the show uh, in a direct financial way, you can go to patreon.com forward slash or backslash. One of the slashes. Uh, another which I podcast. IT guy, which one is it? Tell me. No, slash. Uh, I think it's the slash from GR. Slash. People know. <laughs> slash from Gun. <laughs> podcast <laughs> patreon.com slash from slash emoji from guns and roses <laughs> podcast no big thanks to all our patrons you guys are super duper great uh you guys really do help i mean you guys really support the show you don't help anything you actually monetarily support the show and keep it rolling so big thanks to you we actually just put a poll up what in the no, not you, Pete. It's oh, not about Pete. Not sorry. you. No. Just checking. Uh, we asked a question and wanted your answers uh, in the uh, Patreon page about we're, you know, everything's starting to open back up again. The um, the pandemic. The world. <laughs> yeah, the whole world's opening. The pandemic's starting to uh, slow its roll a bit. So people are starting to get out. We've done the Patreon live or the pre-show live on YouTube for, I don't know what, half a year now? Maybe oh, or longer than that. A year and a half? Nine or six months? Or something? Yeah. The, the pre-show live? Yeah, it's been no. for like 18 years. <laughs> it's, um, it's been like yeah, eight, so we've been eight doing months, that, I think. Yeah, eight months. Yeah, we've been doing the pre-show live on Fridays, but, you know, people are want, probably starting to want to go out now and do stuff with their families or their significant others or whatever or go raid a dungeon in WoW or something. Who knows what they're doing? But they're, you know, I we want to let people... <laughs> that was not an attack. Uh, it was. An oh, attack. it was. Um, it was a straight up attack. <laughs> I'm a level three rogue gnome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people want the Friday nights what, back. The bear den yeah, is back to full capacity. <laughs> the bear den, the, the swallow, the white swallow. <laughs> the white swallow. Um, I don't know <laughs> what that means. What does that mean? Somebody I'll tell you when you're older. I don't know. It's a joke. It's a joke I heard when I was younger. Basically, no, so we're not top priority anymore. Right, and we understand it. Like, we totally get it. Like, people want to go out on Fridays and and be with their fram, friends and family. So, we put a poll out to see what night would be best for people to be available for the pre-show live. And we'll just move our recording night to that. So, Pete's going to do a Google form as well. And we're putting – or he's going to put that in the, uh, the, the show is this notes. Is how I find out? I just, I just told Pete that's what's going to happen. This is uh, big news to all of us. <laughs> I came up with it right now. Definitely didn't talk about it before. No, uh, Pete's going to put that in the link to that Google form. In the show notes below, we'd love to hear from you. We really want to know, like, what night is going to be best for everyone to do the pre-show live. And, you know, truth be told, I'd like to be able to go out on Friday nights, too, with my wife. So, if we move it off Friday nights, then that'd be great. If it ends up staying Friday nights, then nothing nothing changes. But, um, you know, we want to find out and hear from you guys uh, what night's going to be best to do the pre-show live and record the show. The upswing is if we do it earlier in the week, 
Um, you know, patrons get it. We're going to still leave it on Sunday for the release and patrons get it a few extra days early. So if you're a patron, that's a win for you. If you're not, go vote anyway. <laughs> so anyway, that's the big show news, but there's no news until you tell us what it needs to be. Um, man, does that make sense? Decipher it. Both of you look very confused. I think I said the wrong thing. What? It might have been offensive. Just blacked out. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I just woke up. <laughs> Mike went on his stupid pole diatribe for three hours. Wait, what? Um, Who you said? What? Not, pole? I was talking about Polish people. <laughs> Shamfer army. Shamfer um, army. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's it for my little spiel. I think now. <laughs> little spiel. <laughs> Is that, is that my rap name or <laughs> nickname no? in high school? <laughs> I have something I, I, I want to add. Go for uh, it. Oh, the 65th anniversary is sometimes referred to as a Sapphire Jubilee. <laughs> no, it's not. That's what it says. Sapphire on Jubilee? Yeah. So, what do you give her? You give like a Jubilee. Is that, isn't that like a meal? Sapphire Jubilee. It's I a Sapphire Jubilee. Don't look it up on Urban dic- Dictionary. Oh, God. You know, it's, been, oh, it's going on Urban, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh nebraska scissor lift let's jump into <laughs> this thing right here that dan sings every week he's got the voice he's like a combination of fergie and jesus what's up my bitch oh beautiful stuff great job as always dan we always love your singing and what you've done with words those are the two people you came up with <laughs> what For, what did fergie i say and jesus yeah they you never seen same, stepbrothers they have the same hair oh uh. <laughs> You never seen Step Brothers? He's like, he says when, uh, you know, Brendan or whatever sings, he goes, I can't even look at you right now. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Why did I miss that? <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of the best Mike lines remembers the every line uh, from every, I do. every, every Will movie. Ferrell movie ever. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the landlord. Anyway, Dan, <laughs> aim for the bushes. What'd you do this week, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> there goes my hero. All right. Let's start from the top. Number from one. the top to the bottom. Dunlap brought him. From the top I'm done to the bottom, from the side. <laughs> Sorry. It's a reference. Did you just do one of these? Yep. Yeah, I Okay. Did. Uh, okay, from the top, I went to install those bookcase shelf doors things. I don't know yes. what to call them. They're like hidden bookcase doors. You call them Murphy yeah. doors for like two months. I mean, yeah, Stick they're Murphy it. doors. They're Murphy doors. All right, Murphy doors. <laughs> I didn't ask Murphy. If he was okay. Or with, the doors. Or the you know about door. Murphy's Law, right? Yeah. yeah you shouldn't have named him Murphy's Doors. Yeah. <laughs> right. Means so anyways, I went to install those. It turns out that the pivot math is more advanced than the math that I know. And I'm the math guy. So you forgot the tangent. <laughs> I forgot the tangent and the sign and the swoop of the arc. Cosine. And swoop of the arc. That's my favorite Indiana Jones. Anyway, show title. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sixty-five swoop of the arc. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the swoop. Of the arc. Anyway, uh, they're not going to work. And there's, I had uh, Nick Brim come in and help me like brainstorm how to. That make sounds them like work. a real Brim job to me. It was a real Brim job. And here's the here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna like really like pimp nick brim here that guy is wicked smart okay i'm really happy that he's my friend and neighbor and he's willing to help me out he came out there we did some math we figured it wasn't going to work uh 
I have Dan's like this one plus <laughs> arch. <laughs> one plus arch. I don't know. So Dan's smart. I'm making fun of Dan, making him do hand math, writing on his hand. But Dan's smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm relatively just moderately not. He just doesn't know the swoop of the arc. That's all. <laughs> what is it's happening? Just one thing. Daniel Dunlap in the swoop of the arc. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's like a door the explorer episode <laughs> um i hired i subcontracted nick to rebuild the doors properly with all the correct math and everything that we figured out that he figured one out one tenth I didn't of the price <laughs> and for uh, one beer <laughs> one bud light a miller light and a high five <laughs> and he gets the high so five in installments he's is this how pete usually feels <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Doing one fit. Dan's doling them out one finger at a time. <laughs> it's high Sorry. five layaway. <laughs> <laughs> high fives at Kmart. <laughs> okay, blue light special. Oh, uh, here we go. So Nick is Nick is rebuilding the doors. Uh, he's working on that. I'm super happy to have him doing that. Because I also, this week, I took another large commission, a very, very large commission. It, it It's not just one thing. It's like 10 different things. It's like eight side tables, a desk, a planter table. Uh, I'm forgetting stuff. You called it a plant. What did you call it last week? A plant table? <laughs> it, it, it's just going to hold a plant. Yeah. It's, a, it's another side table. A plant side table, yeah. And then... That same and client plant. had me come out to their place, and I'm also going to build them an outdoor shower for their for their like beach area, and some mm. landings to go from their their cement patio to their what patio? The what now? Their concrete patio. Sorry. Thank you. Gosh. You have to bleep that one. Their <laughs> yeah. concrete patio to the the beach area. I'm going to build some landings out of the same material that I'm going to build the shower out of. So I'm going to be pretty busy. and So is it on a beach? or is it... Yeah, it's on a beach so there's, in Nebraska. There's, there's sand? Lake house. There's... It's a lake. It's a lake house. Right? Is there it's actually sand? House. So yes. uh, let me actually, I'm curious. Did they flatten that with like a sand bony? <laughs> <laughs> you really shoehorned nice that in there way too in. hard. <laughs> Jeez. Pre-show jokes. <laughs> For those of you that are confused, Mike bought a... Sander that's the size of a Zamboni. <laughs> Something like that. Zamboni. Anyway, back to you. That's sort of been... Mo- I don't, <laughs> I don't even know you. if I... I don't even know if... Like I explained what, what my week... My week has been crazy. And I went Keep camping. going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I, I forget. I've lost track. You guys have interrupted me How was the me camping so trip? It was yeah. great. Oh, chill. I loved it. How were the frogs? You guys do? I loved it. <laughs> Those frogs were... Uh, someone needed to give oh. one of them a whistle for one. <laughs> <laughs> what did i call him that night when i texted you guys we can't say we it can't we say can't say it, it. demonetized <laughs> i wish we could i can barely remember i was camping drinking by myself anyway well, Pete, tell me about your week help help me out. sure help. yeah uh, uh, help and now you guys interrupt <clears throat> Okay, so my weekend started with Sand uh, Boney with a Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, I ate oatmeal for breakfast. That has some oh, orange gosh. juice and coffee. Kidding. I got some new tools this weekend because I needed some retail therapy. Uh, because I had a, <laughs> I fixed that damn washing machine, 
and after oh, fixing yeah, the tra- it, the tranny. Yeah. I fixed the tranny. Um, the uh, problem I ran into was that I didn't, so I should have stuck my finger all the way to the bottom to feel if all the tranny parts were good. They were not. There was an O-ring that slipped <laughs> off all the way at the Ooh. base of the shaft. Um, and, Speaking of okay. O-rings and what shafts. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of O-rings and shafts. <laughs> yes, Dan. Did you know that 65 is the code for international direct dial to Singapore? <laughs> Well, actually, that's a great that transition. Good. That was actually that was good on topic. Speaking of tranny shafts, <laughs> Singapore. Oh, gosh, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this used to be a woodworking podcast. Yeah, it's too much never a woodworking. Oh. Podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh, Jesus, Fergie Christ! All right, anyways. Jesus, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so I I. I install it on the machine and then it starts it it spins one way and then it starts making a horrible sound in the other direction when it was supposed like, to do the like frogs right yeah like frogs in Nebraska <laughs> well, it was really bad so of course I get I was just super frustrated I'm like I just ordered all these parts I you know it was a hundred bucks worth of parts but it was all that labor that I put into it and I felt really good because I fixed it and it wasn't working so that I was sucks. like, I need to walk away from this. I'm hella pissed. I was just like, I had a rough week. I was very angry this whole week. And I just went to Emma. We, I just need to go shopping. I was going to go buy some tools. Just want to go to Target, Emma. I just want to go to Target. I, just need, I, need, I need three frames. Shoes. I just need frames. Shoes and frames. That's all I want. Shoes. And you know what? I need a candle. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I need a candle. So we went to the male Target, which is, I went to Home Depot. Bonfire. And, James Bonfire. Exactly. I went to the orange store <laughs> and the blue store to try to find the best deals on tools. And I was like, re- really disappointed. I, I ranted about this and a bunch of people messaged me that like, there was really no good deals this during this holiday for Memorial Day. There was no real sales. You know, Memorial it. Day isn't about sales. Yes, it's about our heroes. Take off your cap. Okay. Um, it is. No, it's a great holiday, <laughs> but it's, it's another reason it, like there's sales usually, and there really wasn't any. So I've been waiting to buy a couple of tools. I got a, a one of the DeWalt battery-powered oscillating cutter tools. I forget what they're called. Multi-tool. Multi-tool. I guess multi-tool. Yeah, I got that. Um, I ended up getting a jigsaw. I got the 20-volt brushless also, also battery powered. Oscillating cutting tool. Also an oscillating cutting tool. Um, so I got the Sawzall, and I got a bad but pressure washer a really nice one uh 32 uh ps or 3200 psi 32 psi 32 psi the squirt gun um so i got this husqvarna uh pressure washer and it oh man i love pressure washing pressure washing porn is a real thing now it's like you know when they cleans off dirt and grime off things so Mm -hmm. satisfying Yes, yeah, I, a, I watch that on washhub.com usually. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I go to you wash. That's my favorite. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I love using a fresh washer. It's great. So at the next place, the deck looks really bad and it needs to get cleaned. They want a pressure 15, washer deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I actually have a company coming out to pressure wash the house. It's 250 bucks to wash the whole house. I asked them That's how much wild. the deck would be. Fifteen hundred dollars. 
to wash the deck. I don't understand how that's I possible. don't. I, You've I, told us this story before. Yeah, I and I did the math just, but I... I feel like they're going to steal all your stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, so I'm just going to wash up in a bathtub You got that 32 PSI pressure washer. You should do it yourself. That's why I got it. Well, we Maybe it. that's why it's fifteen hundred bucks. They're using the thirty-two psi pressure washer. It's going to take two weeks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I got that. I got a good deal. It was only two fifty. Yay, Costco Oof. for like a five hundred dollar pressure washer, which is dope. Gotta love Costco deals sometimes. Anyways, uh, after that, so I got some new tools. Very excited about that. Um, I grilled probably. I smoked some of the best ribs that I have ever smoked in my life. Like no joke. This, these were incredible. I did them for Memorial Day weekend. Took me six hours to make on that small bullet minion-sized smoker. And um, I got a lot of compliments from Javon Chamey. He, he complimented me. So I that's, I mean, he smokes meats all the time. So I respect that. Yeah, he does. But yeah, those those ribs came out so good. Oh, the bone was just falling so, right out. So good. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're smoking meat, mm-hmm. you're basically a pole smoker. Okay. Explain it. Nope. Show your show your work. Nope. Show your You're work. You're a Polish guy. And, <laughs> and and I smoked her. Show your work, Dan. No. No. <laughs> Don't make this weird. I'm making just, it weird. Just live with the joke. All right. Aside from that, I got uh, I got a bunch of deliveries this week. Uh, one of which was super exciting. I got the spindle for my um, my lathe, so I can replace this. Uh, Dan broke the lathe before he sold it to me. He didn't tell me. That's fine. Whatever. I'm not bitter. But I didn't I got, sell it to you. I'm kidding. I gave it to you. <laughs> Pay for shipping, and I bought you dinner. But no, it it wasn't Dan. It was uh, I think the previous owner. He had beat it up or something. Um, they really cranked on the the chuck. It has like little screws in it, and they must have taken some big hits on a big bowl or some turning. Well, he told me something was wrong with it. And yeah, I was like, so eh. it, the spindle is true, but the thread is screwed up. So I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna buy a new spindle. So I got to get that replaced this week. But I'm excited to have it. Um, I also got a, a new, well, we all did. Uh, we got a new uh, sanding system uh, from Peak Safety. So I want to try that out. That was one of the reasons. Sanding was, system? Not well, a I'm sanding sorry, I'm sorry, respirator system for sanding or spraying or whatever. Uh, and it looks really good and cooking. I wanted to try it out. Cooking, if you're bad at cooking. <laughs> if you're really if you're bad at meats. cooking. If you're really bad at cooking. <laughs> Actually, it would be great for smoking meats because you get the little pack. That'd be great. Yeah. Pole smoking mask. Pole smoking mask. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, Dan's doubling down on that one, huh? Du- he's doubling down on that one. <laughs> doubling, <laughs> doubling Dan. And then I had some printer news. So uh, Josh from North Country Woodworks. He lives in uh, at Fort Dix in New Jersey. I can say it. It's the name. It's with an X because it's edgy. <laughs> um, he bought my one of my minis, so he came up. We chatted for a bit, hung out, had some beers, and uh, he did took he buy the, the mini- pocket prusa. The pocket prusa. He bought one of the pocket prusas. I kept the other one. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guy gets lonely. He wants to print. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> my third <laughs> March three, I started setting up uh, yesterday, and I kept working on it today. And today I did like an impromptu live with, I, I grabbed Dave from uh, uh, 3D DIY Dave. Uh, he's another yeah. guy at 3D Prints in our community. I think he sent some stuff to you, Mike, as well. He's pretty cool. He's super nice. He's good. I like Dave. He's local like to me too. Dave. And I just like impromptu within like half hour. I was like, hey, do you want to do a live right now? Because I was going to do a live about the printer. Because we get asked, I get asked all the time, hey, what printer should I get? What? Like, how do I get into 3D printing? What modeling software do you use? So I just figured, let's just do it. How do I get rid of a body? How do I get rid of a body? Like, oh, you, 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 use, <laughs> a program called, you use a program called Slicer. And then 
Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you use for 3D printing. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we just did that live and it literally right out of that live, we hopped into our pre-show here. I had a pretty stressful week. Um, started with the washing machine and then we had a lot of drama around the house closing where maybe our realtor wasn't communicating all the information to us and we got upset with him. Um, By we, you mean you. Oh yeah, I got mad. I got really upset. Um, yeah, Emma had to spray me with a water bottle because I was I was going off. <laughs> um, I was dragging my butt on a carpet and everything. Anyways, so we we took care of all that. It looks like everything is mostly locked down. I'm not going to go too much into detail, but there's a lot of drama. There's still a couple things that are unknowns, but everything looks like it is on track for July 6th as an official closing date. It's just after 4th of July, so no barbecue at the new house, but... I'm excited. I think this is actually officially happening and uh, we got it locked down. So hopefully I can get set up ASAP and get the boys to come out and help me uh, set everything up. Look, I'll believe it when I see it. I know. Right? It, you think it's fake. I I've totally been lied to one too many times. That's fine. That's the reason I have Emma on my, pod, uh, Trust on my issues. podcast, on my Instagram <laughs> so much because people thought she was fake. So she just goes to show you guys. Yeah. Remember just, that joke when she was your daughter? Oh, that was oof, pretty funny for a few one. weeks. <laughs> That was funny that until was, they got married. Until we got married. Yeah, that then they got rough. married and it was yeah. like, oh, Alabama awkward. 100. <laughs> also, Alabama plus 100. I just want to officially, before I pass it off to Mike, I just want to officially um, say some words. Uh, we had some people reach out uh, that live in the uh, mountain time time zone. And I hope that us shouting you guys out and giving you proper time made it easy considering you're hill folk that live in the mountains and couldn't figure out what time the live was based on the other times you had. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's I love really you all. Angry. There's no oh. way to figure it out with the reference. <laughs> I love you all. Anyways, Mike, what's going on with you? Mm, you know, I'm trying to, I'm really having a hard time remembering my week. I've been like sitting here with a pen and pad, like, what did I do? And then I remembered I spent my whole week basically spraying. All, all the spraying. I, <laughs> yeah, I sprayed like the whole week. Should have been it wearing was, your um, peak safety mask. It's ruined your. Uh, point. I your actually brain cells. did wear my peak safety How mask this week, and it was. Tarp system that you got. Oh, man, that works so good. I mean, it doesn't hurt that that Fuji has, like, no overspray. But, I mean, it worked out great. I mean, I, I got that got thing. the math so, on your hand. Yeah, the, Dan, the Dunlap math. One You actually plus, wrote it? Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> one plus swoop of the arc equals not going to fit. You mean no, one, you know. one plus close parentheses? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that system, man, I'm really glad I got it. Um, it really just. It really just exacerbates the fact that I need more space in my shop so bad. Like, I couldn't do anything this week. Putting that up is fantastic, but I can't access my miter saw. And I had some big pieces to cut down, and I couldn't do them until today. Um, I had to. I took today off from my day job Lazy. and just caught up on orders. I know. Coward. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I needed it really bad. I needed to catch up today because tomorrow – uh, my cousins over in the morning were delivering the teak table and bench that I've been working on. Uh, that job went really smooth, really fast. I mean, there wasn't much to it in terms of I just had to do the finish prep, get the thing ready for the base and stuff like that. So um, delivering that tomorrow, picking up a four foot by 10 foot river table. Uh, a customer of mine that I had flattened the slabs for, he's got a river table ready. I actually picked up the the base for it. He had it powder coated. I actually need to tell you guys about that off the air, but <laughs> something that happened to funny today uh, with that. But um, I picked up the base for that and um, I'm going to be flattening his table, putting in C-channel, 
and attaching the base and then re-delivering it back to him. So that's a good job. He's a good guy. I, that customer is really cool. He's got me. I'm going to be doing a couple of barn doors for him too here in a few weeks. So that's going to be good. Um, uh, let's see what else happened this week. It really was just mostly spraying. I kind of, um, I'm kind of starting to like physically and mentally hit a wall in terms of how much longer I can do these two jobs <laughs> right now, like the day job and, you know, coffee custom builds. It's getting really close, but I'm really having a hard time at night. Like I'm starting to kind of, I'm getting to the point where like my kind of, my eyes and head hurt at night and I'm starting to feel kind of sick. <laughs> like It's like just starting to be too much on my no, body no, right now. So. That's because you're 65 now. That has nothing to do. <laughs> 65 yeah. is relevant. Why? Well, because 65 miles per hour is the common speed limit on expressways <laughs> in many U.S. states. Thank wow. you, Dan. Uh, wow. So, I'm I'm like, uh, this week I've been kind of only working in the shop till like 9 o'clock at night and just going in and calling it a night. Well, and at least you got a strong heart. And, prep. and there's been <laughs> <Right>. no attacks <laughs> in your life. There's been no attacks. <laughs> um. Things are going great there. Great ticker. Uh, sand bony. Um, and then, um, yeah, but mostly been spraying this week. Oh, I got uh, – so I've got that that big conference table that I'm doing right now. Um, and I've got uh, – I talked with the customer out there. The general contractor asked me if I could do some more work out there. It looks like that's going to be a go, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I worked out a deal with uh, – they need a licensed contractor, which I am not. But my friend is a general Coward. contractor. He he. I know. <laughs> okay, look at <laughs> the, these, uh, just a big my, old coward. Buddy, just a big coward. Mike Coward. <laughs> uh, Mike Coward Coffee. That's what they call me. Um, if I had a morning radio drive time radio show, I'd be Coward Stern. Oh, that's no? a good one. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coward, coward custom builds. <laughs> coward custom. Um, not afraid of any. Anyway. Job. <laughs> uh but yeah i got this job uh where i'm gonna i'm gonna acquire the material mill it all up get it all prepped and then my guy who's a licensed contractor he'll have his guys do the install um so looks like that's gonna work out which is really cool that's another good job um i got i landed a job for this poker table uh which i'm really excited to build this poker table it's gonna be really cool i'm just waiting for them to pick the final design on the legs i sent them the rent i did work on that this week i did a bunch of design this week actually that's right i uh i rendered up this poker table with two different leg designs on it. Uh, they decided they wanted to go with metal base. Seems to be <laughs> how my life goes right now. <laughs> so they wanted to go with a metal base on it. And uh, I sent them two different designs for metal base on that. So, um, and then, uh, oh, that's right. I made a bench. I made this bench this week. I had this uh, cedar slab and, uh, you know, I got a customer who I'm making a table for. I wanted to make a sample of some cedar with this stain on it. I think it's pretty clear what my feelings are on stain. I do not like staining staining furniture, and that hasn't changed. Uh, I still don't like staining stuff, and I'm not really a big fan of it. Uh, but I did stain this cedar bench just to get a basically a sample piece for my customer, and it's not. It didn't like ruin the piece. I would have rather had it have no stain on it though. Uh, but the, the bench actually came out came out nice. It looks good. It's going to be nice. It's just it, no one's ever going to sit on it. It's going to end up being something my wife puts her plants on in the front porch. So it's a plants so, bench. Um, it's a plants. It's a plant stand more than anything. It's a plant table. Whatever Dan called his. T- <laughs> it's a plant table. So um, I uh, I did that this week, and I could actually go take pictures of that and send it to my customer. So. Um, and then just a lot of design. I designed a little plant stand, like an actual little plant stand, because I actually wanted plant to table. list one on my Etsy. Right. 
It's a mini plant table. Um, I wanted to list one on my Etsy store, so I came up with a design that looks – I'm pretty sure I could just like knock it out and slap it out. So I wanted to get that built tomorrow and uh, make it for my wife and then get it up on the Etsy store as an option for something to sell on there. Um, and yeah, that's kind of really it. My week's just been – honestly, I'm slammed at my day job. We're doing the transfer right now. Uh, we're, we're transferring all my responsibilities over to different people. We had a big uh, IT changeover this week too. With uh, it's dumb stuff. We changed out a bunch of mach- a bunch of hardware at the office, and it was just a uh, um. Well, it's done now, so that's all that matters. It was kind of a nightmare. I can't remember. So we uh, yeah. Right. You basically just described uh, my May. It was just a lot of sighing and not wanting to finish sentences. It, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know who listens to this show, but it didn't go smooth. Um, so anyway, but it's done now. And also, we're doing some pretty cool training at work. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of heard of Dale Carnegie. Um, Owner of Carnegie like, Hall? Or I believe Carnegie he has Mellon. something to do with Carnegie Hall. Um, but yeah, he's, a, he's, he's like, a, too. He, he's not alive anymore, but he, he was alive a long time ago. He wrote how to like. Um, how to like win friends and influence people yes that's yeah. exactly build balls so we are actually everyone in our all the management in our company at my my family business is getting good. we're taking a six-week course for their dale carnegie classes i'm actually really enjoying it and i'm taking a lot out of it uh as someone who's going to be you know going full-time with a uh, small business uh i'm taking a lot out of it some of my coworkers aren't really as excited about it but uh i'm actually really enjoying the classes a lot they've been really uh in the books are actually the courses the book uh, all that is is invaluable information yeah it's like uh it's really good really good stuff and i'm really glad i get to take it in fact the classes are going to continue past when i'm not working at the family business i'm going to keep showing up for the classes so i can continue through the whole course because i think i get a certificate (laughs) um and i just kind of want that stuff you know looks good on the old uh resume here's a little thing i learned from the book that i'll never forget people can tell if you're smiling on a phone which means people can tell if you're smiling and in a good mood on a podcast so you can usually a lot of good stuff you can hear what one of us is smiling and happy tell me am i smiling right now no he's not you're not smiling there's not a cheese curd or menards around you you're not happy around the uh how big is the the cheese curd (laughs) <laughs> I'm only happy That's if a, I'm wrapped in curds. Curds. <laughs> curd blanket. Curd, curds. A curd. Boy. What are those stupid what are those stupid pajamas that adults would wear? The uh the onesies? What are they oh, called? What were those called? We have some of those. Yeah, of course. Not the sham wow. Oh, snuggy. <laughs> but a curdy. Yep. Curd. Snuggy. Curdy. <laughs> curdy. Curdy. Uh anyway all right so yeah that class was actually really cool and i'm actually really enjoying it that's anyway cool. let's get out of that that's that's totally not boring all right, for I, everyone i'm gonna cut you off i'm not gonna do a 65 fact i swear to god uh what? you said a word that's had me scratching my head ever since you have to bing it exacerbate does that mean what i think it means <laughs> I didn't no, say no 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 it doesn't, it doesn't mean do it so much <laughs> that you're exhausted no it, it, it's all right just had to <laughs> I'd ask. Exasturbate. You're so stupid. Uh, I'm going to write it on my hand. <laughs> Exasturbate. <laughs> no, let's jump into questions. This first question is from Andrew Kramer. He's with Alpha Kilo Woodworking. Let me make sure Ironic, his name up. has Kilo in it, and he's asking this question. Andrew Kramer, Alpha Kilo. Kilo. Is that a band-aid? Oh, my band-aid came off. That's good. Uh, Wait, what are you, go. Nelly? What? Hey, what's up, gents? Andy from Alpha Kilo Woodworking unfavorable opinion but i am finding favor in the metric system 
There, I said it out loud. I put it out in the open. I can dig on the metric system. This cart that I'm building was originally designed in the metric system, and obviously it was plugged into software to convert it into Imperial because I'm having to measure something down to the 2164th. I don't have time for that. I don't have anything that even goes that small. But what I do have is something that can go to a whole number. And that's what the metric system can offer me. And that I find favorable. So my question or statement to the three of you guys is, have you ever considered converting to the metric system? Half and half, a smattering of squares, rules, uh, and equipment that measures to the metric system? Measures. Or do you just say, F it, and I am uh, an imperial elitist, and I will never use the metric system. <clears throat> Damn. <clears throat> anyway, hope you guys are having a great day. Thanks for all that you do. Podcast is a blast. Cheers. Let's go to Dan since his answer is <clears throat> one word. Nope. Pete, what about you? <laughs> Talk, which is <laughs> is uh, is uh, European for yes. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, metric. Metric all the way. Now, what oh, I'm, Pecos. What Pecos I'm, here. Pecos here, yeah. Hello, Peco. <laughs> Did you know cats Hello, are metric? Peco. They're metric dogs. That's all they are. <laughs> cats are metric dogs. <laughs> cats are metric dogs. Um, Episode 65. Cats are metric dogs. <laughs> yes, I, I use metric every single day. Probably more than I use Imperial. I use Imperial for general building and I'm, I'm making tables or uh, some kind of furniture or whatever. But if I'm making exact things, like if I'm doing 3D printing, CNC, laser work, or something very, very exact with a needs to have certain precision, you best be damn sure that I am doing metric. Even when I'm actually, when I'm milling lumber, when I light up, like I'll joint a bunch of boards and then I'll use my calipers. I love using my calipers and I got a lot of crap for getting digital calipers because there's a bunch of elitists out there with calipers too. But these allow me to convert from metric to imperial really quickly. I can find a measurement, click a button, and I'm going from imperial to metric. So when I mill a bunch of lumber, I joint it all, I throw it on a bench, and then I put it in thickness order. And instead of going fractions, crazy fractions, trying to figure out which one's bigger, I just use metric. It's 27 millimeters, 28, 27, 27 and a half, whatever. And I line them up, and then I run them through the joiner fattest to, uh, to thinnest. It's very easy. So yes, my answer is metric is great. Imperial's very good and has its place and I use it a lot. But when you're trying to get into detail, you got to look at metric. Mike? Uh, I use pretty much Imperial and everything, but I, I do use metric every once in a while and I have no problem with it. Um, I just haven't uh, transitioned. I haven't made the transition yet to, uh, to metric. I've so. got full metric training. Uh, yeah, I have no – I mean, I can see the value in it for sure. Um, I think if you're someone who just hates change, for sure you don't want to <laughs> – No, I, I, I see the value in it for sure because just how uh, – it's more granular. So it's you, a more granular CNC, me do measuring you do system. Metri uh, you do Imperial for CNC? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I leave Aspire in, uh, in there. But I do often design in metric. So, I mean, um, yeah, that's weird. Why do I do that? I don't even know why I do that, actually. I do often design in metric. Hmm. Too much exacerbating. <laughs>
<laughs> you go blind. Dan, Dan is not. <laughs> Good one. All right. Next question's from Jake Miller. Uh, I think we obviously answered that perfectly. Here's Jake's question. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jake Miller from ASI Shop Life on Instagram. And just had a question uh, about kind of getting started uh, with a little bit more as far as content creation. So I've done some, you know, basic videos here and there um, on Instagram and obviously, you know, pictures and that sort of thing. But I'm wanting to start expanding a little bit more. Um, basically, just put out some better quality content. Um, right now, I'm filming everything on my phone and wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on kind of an entry-level camera. Uh, you know, something to just, just to uh, step things up a little bit. Um, and also with that, you know, what uh, video editing, editing software do you guys use? So, anyways... Uh, Great show. Um, I appreciate the feedback. Thanks, guys. Dan. Is he looking to take <laughs> photos or photos and video? I, I missed that part. He said he wants to do editing, so I'm assuming – I mean, I'm assuming videos. It sounded like he wanted to do videos. I, I think we're going to all he have does the can, same he answer, does right? I, I think the Canon M50 is a great entry-level camera I think for if you're gonna any do content it, I, creator. Yeah. Yep. Canon M50 for me is my answer. Pete. Um, I mean, I agree, but I kind of want to give him another option, and and that's, I mean, for me, that's going to be get whatever the latest iPhone is, and use that because there's plenty <clears throat> I think of content. He's got creator. the iPhone 12. I've, I've talked to him <clears throat> many times in DM. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there, you get a different quality from different cameras, but I there's mean, it, plenty of YouTubers out there like uh uh uh. Bourbon Moth, Jason Hibbs, right? Um, yeah. yeah, like one of my favorite channels Hibbs to watch. And, and KJ Sawdust. Yeah, all, still uses their phones. all iPhone. They do all their recording on an iPhone. And it's, or really whatever the newest, latest, greatest uh, Android phone is. I'm not going to say one or the other. But like, go with that. It, they're phenomenal cameras. And honestly, if you're going to spend $1,200 on a phone, better be have a, better have an amazing camera. And most of these do. So, I think a, an iPhone or an Android phone is not the worst way to go. I want to revise my answer a little oh, bit. Oh, here we go. No. No, no, I'm kidding. Please, please. You had a great answer. Yeah. But the Canon M50 and most SLR lens or SLR cameras <laughs> or DSLR cameras <clears throat> in, this, in this instance, um, you know, you're going to have to invest in a lens system. Yep. Maybe... If you want just a good camera that'll take good photos and a video that you don't you don't want to be using your phone, get the Canon uh, GX7 or G7X. I'm sorry, it's a great little starter camera. It's about 650 bucks. Great quality video, great quality photos, and you you ain't got to mess with buying lenses because that is another rabbit hole you're going to go down. Lenses are expensive. Yeah, the glass is all that matters on a on a camera, really. I mean, um, I absolutely. Would, I would also recommend look into the Sony line because Sony has some really good cameras that perform really well. I think uh, uh, <clears throat> Paul Jackman shoots on a Sony, and you can get some some custom lenses for that as well. Uh, they they kind of focused their they went with the point and shoot design, and they were like, okay, we're gonna do adjustable or uh, replaceable lenses on it. And they focused on video, and it looks really good. So, 
Look at the Sony line as well. But you're going to be looking at about, you know, also like a $600 to a basically an iPhone price, like $1,200 for that. But if you're looking at an SLR, like the M50, M50 is great. The kit lens is okay. But man, I have that 16 millimeter. <clears throat> Uh, and the the Sigma. Sigma. Oh my God, that thing's amazing. I pretty much don't take it off. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Yeah, my Sigma stays on mine. I misspoke. The M50 is not an SLR. It's a it's, it's a, a mirrorless camera. Mirrorless. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's it's kind of the same concept. It's you can buy different lenses and stuff for it. It's yep. got interchangeable lenses. Yeah, the I I am not a camera expert by on any level. I am comfortable with my M50. Um, I've learned the value of good glass. Yeah. I have a nifty 50 lens, which is a 50 millimeter lens on my M50. Um, I don't change that out as often as I used to just because less time nowadays. I know that when I have more time, I'll, I'll be go back to using that again for tight shots. My 16 millimeter stays on my camera almost at all times. Um, and I get most of what I need with those. I would actually like a wider angle lens for mine. Um, I know what you mean. So I'm, I need to hit Dan up and get some good ideas on that or Nikki up to get some good ideas on an even wider angle lens. But um, yeah. And then in terms of editing, I edit in Final Cut Pro exclusively. I've edited like two videos in the last probably seven months in LumaFusion, which is another app I've used. And I was rarely happy with LumaFusion. I am happier with Final Cut though. LumaFusion is an iOS app. Uh, It's on uh, iPhone and iPad. And actually they just made it, if you have the M1 Mac, you can use it on the M1 Mac. Oh, so, that's cool. um, yeah, so it's it's available on there. Um, it's a pretty powerful program for what it is. It's very powerful for what you pay for it. Final Cut Pro is pretty expensive. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend jumping right into that. No, Dan will mention a Dan and Pete will mention a couple of another editing program that they like a lot that I've never used. Yeah, I like to use InShot on my iPhone. I mean, I think it's great for what it is. It's pretty simple. I Lots think I, I paid. Good. <clears throat> the the upgrade fee what, to get rid of the, five dollars or something yeah it was really cheap i mean it's the get rid the of the ads of coffee. yeah or i think if you pay it it gets rid of the little in shot like watermark it puts on all your images and videos but i think it's get great. rid of those watermarks those, those videos look like trash yeah like no. when, you, and when you're putting up a, when, when you're like doing a page and you got that video that says in shot or whatever watermark on there spend the four dollars if you can't spend four dollars if you if you say to yourself i want to grow my page or do whatever. If you can't spend four dollars to do it, you don't want to grow your yeah. page. You want someone to give you like something. Also, if you can't make a small investment on something, you're not. That's not for you. Unpop, maybe unpopular opinion. When you post a video on Instagram of a TikTok video, like your own TikTok video that you downloaded from TikTok, I, I don't think that looks good. I, I think just no, like the either. over because it does that that TikTok filter overlay with the TikTok thing flickering and your name in there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that looks good. Like make the video, dump it into all the platforms for their format. Don't use one, like at least Instagram. If you download the video, you you it's a regular video. There's no overlay on it. Well, but if for, you edit, if you edit the videos, you have the the raw. File. Yes, but some people just, like people record. Some people edit in TikTok because it has oh, pretty like editing power, TikTok, and then they're downloading it, but it has the watermark in yeah, there. Yeah, like I've actually yeah, been yeah. making certain videos in Reels. In the Reels option, just like in TikTok, TikTok does give you a lot of different options. Same thing with Reels. It gives you a lot of options, but it doesn't let you export the music. That's the biggest issue that you get. It just cuts out the audio because it's 
it's all copyrighted music. So um, that's one way to do it. But yeah, I use InShot as well. Uh, but like I said, don't be afraid to use the Reels option. Like Reels is kind of powerful. It does have like word overlays, whatever. It's their TikTok competitor. So it does have some options in there. Um, however, I like InShot. It's got a lot of royalty-free music. It's great. It's easy to import from if you have like epidemic sounds. And then for computer editing, I use uh, Final Cut now. I use DaVinci Resolve for a little bit, but it is crazy RAM heavy, like super RAM heavy. So if your computer can't handle it, you're going to have a bad time. It's true. I, I don't know about that. I'm just speak. I'm just going off look, of Pete's information. So um, it's just it's like the Chrome of editors. Um, this next question is from, uh, Jay Mauter. Hey, here's Jay's question. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Jay Mauter from Mauter Woodwork. Um, listened to you guys for quite a while now. It's my first time, uh, calling in, I suppose. But anyways, I had a quick question about Etsy. So I've posted a few items on Etsy, not too many. Anyways, I'm wondering if I should be branding my items that I'm putting on Etsy since people are buying people that are buying these items probably don't know who I am. Should I brand my items I put on Etsy or leave them blank? What do you guys think? Let me know. Been enjoying the show. Keep it up. Pete. Hell yeah, brand your items. Hell yeah, brand them. Brand them all. Doesn't have to be obvious and in the front, whatever. Your brand should be somewhere on your items. 100%. That's my take. Dan? If you're not going to brand your items, at least include like a business card, some stickers, some sort of branding material. That's what I do. I will include stickers, a card. I even include our podcast sticker whenever I sell an Etsy order so people know that, oh, what is this? And they, they kind of look at it. I'm so, a lot of those anymore. Yeah, I'm actually too. Mike, what do you uh, think? I, I think you definitely should brand your stuff. I think that even if they aren't people from your fo- – I mean, especially if they aren't people from your following, um, people by and large on Etsy, if they don't know who you are and they're not there because of your page, they are there because they want to probably support a small business and they probably want – I think they like that brand being on there and seeing that it's made by a small business. So yeah. I would also suggest making that logo – pretty small and uh, inconspicuous a bit, but there. I use my laser. I'm fortunate enough to have a laser. If you don't have a laser and you have a brand, if you have one of the bigger brands, I know Pete has like that smaller variation of his logo, which is really cool. I would pay to get a small brand yes. to put a very small brand on your uh, thing. You don't want it to be, you know, on the on the not, you know, business side of the thing. You know, put it somewhere where it's kind of hidden. If it's a cutting board, you know, put it on the side that isn't going to get used as much or whatever, however you're going to do it. But I'd definitely get it on there and get some branding involved. It's your product. That's Use it to your advantage. If, if I may, that, that's a really good point, actually. So I made that small brand particularly for Etsy and cutting boards and things that like I don't want to do my full brand on. And like we all have a small version of, of our brand. Like Dan's is just a DDWW. Like if you if you tag that from far away, I see your logo. I'm like, that's Dan. I know I don't need the whole thing right now. If I see a mustache and a beard in that formation, I know that's Mike's. Like I don't even need to see coffee. And but like it's and this goes back to I had a conversation with a friend of mine that's in marketing like ooh, years ago at this point and they're like what is like Nike Adidas all these guys have in common is that that they can drop just the the swoosh or the three stripes or whatever you don't need the lettering you don't need any of the 
Adidas TM or register, whatever, like brand recognition. Yeah. Brand recognition. And yeah, it might be 500 people on Instagram or YouTube or whatever, but if they see, you know, Mike Coffey's mustache and beard or DDWW, I'm like, I I don't, but he does, he does YouTube videos or whatever, like brand recognition. That's what you want. You want something of your logo. Well, some of us have very complex logos and that's perfectly fine. You want a logo that's recognizable, but then you want one that's also like people can spot and go, I know that guy. I know who that is. So you want that. I know that guy. Yeah. Tag it. Street tag. Tag it and tag it. Like DeResta. Street tag. That's all he does. DeResta. His name is the brand. We all know it. It's end we of all rant. know and love. End of rant. Uh, this next question is from Josh the Dad. He's a new caller. He's a new Never caller. heard of this guy before. Josh the Dad. <clears throat> hey, guys. It's Josh the Dad. Yep. Josh the Dad one of the big IG. I'm finally sending something in after 14 weeks. But in woodworking years, Dan, you'll have to help me convert this. I believe that comes out to be two years, 13 months, and 37 days. Accurate. But, you know, I'm not a math guy. No, I'm here. I'm still here. I'm still cruising along, living life. But I want all the listeners to know there can only be one Josh the Dad. You like that? Josh the Dead one. They're going to be one. Anyways, anyways, joking aside. Um, no, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, right after I sent in that 50th episode message, uh, we got nailed with the Rona. And after that, it just, for anybody that's had it, understands. If you've had it really bad, then you really understand. But you just, you get knocked off your game. And you can't deal with life all smooth and peachy like you used to. Uh, Things are a little different now. Uh, My brain is still not quite focused (laughs) and not in a bad way. I'm, I'm okay. Um, But you know, we have that and then, you know, our kids are growing up and they're uh, sports. So we had a soccer season. We had graduation of a high schooler, graduation of eighth grader. It's been a really busy time the last 14 weeks. So, but I'm still here. I'm still moving. I'm still grooving, you know, working hard, doing the best we can, but having fun. So, um, but I do have a question this week and it, and it has to do with wood, you know, with the inflation of wood. And we all know that market's going to crash eventually, but I feel like it's an investment when I buy wood pieces now. I have all these pieces of scrap in the garage, and I know you guys all talk about, like, clean all your scraps and get them out of there. They don't, you know, they're taking up space, and that's great. But if I throw them away, I feel like I'm throwing money out the door. Uh, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you later. I'll go first. First, I want to say, Josh, I'm glad you're feeling better. And all the jokes about you being dead to us, they're true. You're dead to us. But we're really glad you're back. No, yep. I'm, it, it really, really is sad. We have, to hear we have Mo the, the Show now, Jake the Mills. Like, we got all these guys. We don't. <laughs> Go on. Mo the Show. No, jo- we're glad you're, you're calling in. Thanks for calling in, Josh. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Corona, the virus didn't hit my family directly. I mean, we have family members that got hit. Um, but it sounds like it kind of ravaged you guys and messed you guys up for a while. So glad you guys are on the mend. Um, and as far as the wood thing, you're right. Wood is a capital investment in your business. And obviously with the price, I mean, I bought a bunch of walnut right before prices went insane. And I have a huge value of walnut on my hands right now. Um, when we say get rid of scraps, it is good to keep wood. It's good. It's a value. There's value there. 
The problem becomes when the wood is physically in your way and constraining you from being able to do your work. Also, you need to be able to realistically look at the piece and go, is there any value in this? Can I actually and will I actually make something out of this? If you're not going to, I would say maybe ask someone locally if they can use it. And if that's not – then if that's not going to happen, throw it in the trash or burn it, whatever you're going to do with it. I have a like a <clears> – I have a big like trash can, like a metal trash can where I throw the pieces that I know I won't use. But there's a couple local guys who do pen turning and they'll come and go through it every I, – I, I text them and say, hey, come go through the garbage can. And they'll go through my garbage can and they'll grab everything they can. Uh, they'll come by. It's not as like gross as it sounds. They're not like a cookie monster or something. They'll go through. They they know what it is. It's like a, it's a nice metal there's garbage a can. They open right up. Here. Yeah, the yeah, there's a, it's a half eaten Happy Meals. It's perfect. No, they uh, they'll go through and grab what they can use. I don't have a pen. I don't have a lathe or I can't. Do, so they can take advantage of it. And then there's a lot of stuff that ends up just being uh, fire starters for um, us in the winter when we're doing the fireplace and the fire pit and stuff. So um, it's when you have like a pile of crap. That is inhibiting you from being able to be productive. That's when it's really an issue. It's definitely I. I have a rack that's two foot wide, four foot tall, and then another one that's two foot wide and four foot tall, full of offcuts. I probably have thirty cutting boards in those racks that I can make. So, I mean, I'm keeping them because I will make cutting boards once once the holiday season hits again. I know it's going to be insane again. It's going to just be insane. But if it's a piece of walnut that's an eighth of an inch thick and 49 inches long and has live edge on it, I can't keep it. It doesn't make sense for me to keep. I cannot keep it. I got to throw it out. Dan, what about you? I I agree with everything Mike said. I, I 100% agree with him. And I was living that life. And when him and, and Rusty came out and visited me last year, they kind of like August, October. Yeah, it's been a while, almost a year now. Yeah, they they kind of like I, I I always say like they forced me to throw things out, but like they they shed the light on on you know it was it was becoming a, a hindrance in trying to get work done because I was tripping over stuff. But now that I have the CNC, I actually find myself reverting back to those old ways of keeping all the small stuff because you, you can, can make the trays and stuff. You now, can like make all trays. Kinds of stuff I, with it. I make bow ties. Yep. I make all sorts of little things. And and I'm like, oh, I could actually use this little three by three square walnut for yeah. something. But mm-hmm. oh, actually just today. Slippery just slope. To, just today. I was like, okay, am I really going to use this? No. <laughs> so I started a I started a fire and I started burning stuff. So yeah, you just gotta just gotta be careful and and not start tripping over stuff like Mike said. Pete, yep. Pete, thank you. <laughs> Swing <laughs> toss. Um, I I, I, said I went Pete on twice. All, oh, you you've been cutting. You're out breaking for, up a bit for us. Yeah, for I should have done oh. this. Yeah, that's okay. so. We'll make it this from now on. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm all about keeping scraps to a certain point. I have a bin of scraps, and if that fills up, I get another bin, and I fill up that one, I get another bin, and I fill up that one. I'm kidding. I get I just fill up the one bin <laughs> and I do have like a genuine like this is trash bucket. And if I throw it in there, it's going in a fire pit. 
unless I'm like, oh, I need this piece to like clamp something or whatever. And then I toss it anyways. But that's the fire pit pile. And I have a one bucket now of offcuts and I will keep that only and nothing else. And I am, I'm a big proponent of if you're going to keep these things, you better glue them up into cutting boards, tray blanks or pen turning blanks, whatever, like make them useful. I, the guys were making fun of me because I was making trays for like a month and a half at one point because I just kept finding scraps around the shop and I was just gluing up these trays and they were either selling like hotcakes or I was giving them away left and right or using them around the house. Having little trays is amazing. Like I, I'm able to just have like these little holders for random things around the house now and they look I nice. It's not a cheap mm-hmm. piece of crap plastic thing. It's like this beautiful hardwood finishing a nice finish and it's going gonna, it's gonna to last for years. So I, I also, as I was making them, I had someone actually reach out to me and was like, hey, before you finish them, can I buy like eight of them? And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, I want to, I burn with a, like a pen or whatever, like a little burning iron. So she ended up burning a bunch of them. So she bought blanks for me. All I had to do was carve them out and sand, uh, sand them. And I just threw them in my Zamboni and it was fine. And then I just sent them out to her. <laughs> that was it. And I made money. I was like, wait, I don't have to finish. I don't have to finish these. It's amazing. So, yes, I agree. If it was a couple months ago, I'd say, you know, like, all right, you got the smaller piece of walnut, toss it. Now, especially with having a CNC and a laser, I'm like, nah. And honestly, what I've been doing lately is if I have like a small thing of like, let's say an inch thick piece of walnut that's only like eight inches by eight inches, I'll resaw it and clean it up. And I'm going to put it in a laser because a laser can cut way further through regular wood than it can through plywood because there's no glue. So that's another thing you can do. You can do hardwood coasters or little signs or something. So that's something else you can do if you've got a laser. That's I don't know if you do, but just another tip. That's it. Cool. Yeah, there's if there's a real value to you, use it. Mm-hmm. If it's a real hindrance to you, get rid of it. Uh, the next question is from Moses Cho. The Chomo. The Chosen Mo. The the Chosen Mo. The the Chogolo leader, Moses Cho. Hey, guys. It's me again, Mo Chosen with Chapasi Posse. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you guys' opinion on resiliency. So for me, my experience with um, just after being burnt out and being tired, especially from woodworking, um, is that I need to take a break. I need to kind of get my mental straight and come back hard and strong and motivated. So breaks are really good for me and healthy for me, but it's not for everyone. Um, I just wanted to hear you guys' method um, on how you guys bounce back up from being burnt out. Um, I don't know. Mike, do you ever get burnt out? That's a good question too. Let me know, guys. Dan, how do you handle your work balance? Well, I do this woodworking thing pretty much full-time these days, as we've discussed in the past. But I think breaks are super important, and that's one of the reasons why my family and I will do the camping trips. I mean, everybody deserves a break. And, you know, if if, if you are prone to burnout, I mean, you got to give yourself breaks. You cannot work 16-hour days, seven days a week for an extended period of time and not be burnt out. I just... I just don't see how that's possible. Give yourself breaks. What do you think, Pete? I totally agree. I actually 
around the holidays, I, I had a pretty bad burnout. It was actually post-holidays, like January time. And for me, it was, I had to sit back and I, I remember guys, we were talking about me trying to go full time. And I was like, oh, I could have probably, like, I could have, I could definitely make my salary if I was just pushing woodworking and 3D printing all the way. Yeah. But I was like, I would just be, instead of my hobby, I would be burning out and doing it as a job and I would just not like it. And I, this was a, a stress reliever for me. So that's why I kind of wanted to keep it that way. So it, yeah, anytime I burn out, especially from Instagram, if I'm having bad numbers or whatever, or just a busy week, like this week was not a good week. I had some burnout days and I simply just maybe didn't post, maybe didn't check in on Instagram. There was a couple messages. You know, I always feel bad when I miss people's messages, like they tag me or something and I didn't see it. But sometimes you just got to put that phone down and not, not get in a shop, not post on Instagram. Don't check up on anything. Just spend a day with your family. It's okay. I've been giving myself more permission to not do this. I am very serious about this. I want to grow. I want to keep doing this. I'm not in this part-time, clearly. I'm doing a podcast. I'm trying to grow on Instagram. I'm not to these guys' numbers, but like, I also had to dial it back and go, no, this is not my full-time job. I have a full-time job, and then I do this on top of it. And I have a family and friends, and I'd like to enjoy my life a little bit. So sometimes you have to just genuinely think like, hey, what's important to me right now? Do I need to get a post out today? Or can I just take a little hit and just relax with my family? Think about that. Think about what's important to you. Mike, how do you feel? Um, it. I have a pretty long... I mean, it takes a while for me to get burned out. I can go for a pretty long time before I'm feeling burned out. But lately, I am doing a lot and it has been burning me out more often. It's it. I was on the schedule of like every two to three weeks, I'd get to this three-week mark and it would kind of just – the candle would be burned out and I needed to take a break. Now, it's happening to me like once a week um, and I just am kind of been taking Mondays off from – well, I go to work on Mondays, but instead of going into the shop in the evening, I'm kind of just going in the house after work and doing administrative stuff. And that's kind of relaxing for me. I can just sit in front of the TV with my wife, watch a show and work on the computer. Um, also, um, I don't take long. I mean, I just need one day to recharge usually. Usually if I can just get a day off where I can just go to bed early, wake up the next day, I'm usually good. And it's kind of where I've, I've set myself up for right now. Like I, I just, it is what it is. Like, you just got to do things sometimes. You got to get it done. I agree with Dan and Pete. You got to give yourself a break every once in a while. But I've set myself up in a situation right now where I uh, consciously decided that, okay, the next few months, you don't really get a break. You're I'm chasing something right now. So, But after this month's over, I'll be able to have a better schedule and I'll be able to start taking – I'm going to start taking Sundays off. I won't go in the shop on Sundays anymore. Nice. Um, I'll probably work 16 hours a day in the shop Monday through Saturday. Um, but that is is what it is. I think in the well, last I'm, couple of weeks you've hit – so, uh, several weeks ago, I think you were just mostly, you know, physical, like, go, go, go. But I think now you're dealing with physical and mental, like, at the same yeah. time. It's a lot of and stress. And that's I'm probably why you right can't now. go, like, three weeks like you usually do. I can't go a week. I'm doing the transition at work. It's really hard. There's a lot to it. And I have a lot of work right now. <laughs> I have a coffee custom builds has a lot of work right now and I'm bouncing and juggling a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm juggling a lot of schedules. Uh, client expectations is what I should say. I'm juggling a lot of client expectations that um, are just kind of changing. They're like, Hey, we actually need this a little sooner. Um, which uh, on one hand 
<clears throat> we didn't agree to that. Uh, but on the other hand, I need to provide customer service and do everything I can to get that for them. Um, but, you know, the initial agreement was a specific date. And this isn't me complaining. It's just that's yeah. just my job. My job is to balance customer expectations. That's part of my job. So it's not a complaint. It's just something I have to figure out. But now I'm just doing with a lot, dealing with a lot of stuff right now. And then the other, uh, like Pete was saying about uh, social media burnout and content burnout. Uh, Instagram has been like really terrible so for me for weird last, lately. since like the first of the year. Like it's just been really bad. Uh, but the last month or two has been really we have bad. We've all seen negative numbers for the first time ever. Like I, I didn't see any negative numbers yet, but oh, I mean, it's, okay. but it, well, I haven't, that's no, the I, truth. I, I, I haven't had any numbers, but I mean, I'm, I'm just, I haven't seen it, but the numbers are bad. They're really bad numbers. Like they're not good. And, um, on one hand, I really do like just making content and I'm trying to focus on – I really do like making posts and the, the process of that. On the other hand, um, it's not as fun when the when the growth isn't there. It's just not. Like I'm not going to lie about it. Like I want to grow my page. That's why I'm here. Yeah. And people who like say they don't, I don't believe them. Like as soon as it's like, oh, I'm not in it for the – We, we I all want to grow them. our page. Yeah, I just don't believe them. Like I, they say that, they're, oh, I'm just here for this thing. I, I just don't believe them. Like uh, you know, Jake's asking about – about how he can focus in on the social media aspect. Well, the reason he wants to do that is because he wants to grow a page. And there's nothing wrong with that. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Um, so when the numbers aren't there, I mean, for the first time in uh, – I started this two years ago. I took like a day off from – I didn't post one Tuesday like last week or the week before something. And that was the first time I had missed a day in like 10 months. Um, man, it felt great. It felt so good. I didn't check stories. I didn't really respond to DMs. And I hate doing that because I really try to be super responsive to people. But, uh, you know, I'm gonna be real honest. When a post does 5000 views, which is really, really bad for me, and everything's relative. So someone might say that's really good. But for me, that is really, really bad. And when it hits like 200 likes, like really bad. I was just like, I can't even deal with this right now. I just need to, this is, this can't, isn't doing what it needs to do for me. So I needed to set it aside. And you have to do that with things. You have to set things aside and just walk away sometimes. And I took that day off and it felt really great. Um, and it sucks because uh, I have a community on Instagram. I have followers and they interact with me. And that is important to me. I like interacting with people a lot. I really like that community that I have there. It's really important to me. But I needed to take a day off, and that's the bottom line. <laughs> so, and I and I had to like convince myself to not feel bad about it, but you can't, you know. And in the grand scheme of things, missing a day, it doesn't matter. You miss a day posting on Instagram, it doesn't matter. I can go into all the numbers and how all this stuff works and like how to really grow your page, and that's consistency. Missing a day doesn't matter. Missing two weeks every four weeks is probably going to matter, but missing one day every few weeks is not going to matter. It's just not, especially when you hit a certain number. So, uh, if you're posting, you know, if you go really strong for four weeks and then you don't post for two weeks and then you go strong again for one week and then you don't post again for three weeks, that's not going to grow a page. You're just not, but, um, you need to keep yourself relevant and active on the page if you're talking about growth. But in terms of needing breaks, you just got to go like what really is important right now. And on that day, I was dealing with a lot at work and I was dealing with really bad numbers on Instagram and I was dealing with a lot of stuff with coffee custom builds and Instagram had to take the, the back seat that day. Yeah. That's the bottom it's line. It's never good. You just when, have to like, choose your priorities. That is like you're, you're having a rough week or a day and then Instagram's also not performing and you're just like, no, 
I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's my answer. Uh, this next one's from Nathan Snyder. This is what he's got to say. Hey, guys, I got an upgrade question. Uh, I have a three-horsepower grizzly table saw and a two-horsepower single-stage dust collector. The dust collector is ducked into all my tools, and um, I want to upgrade to a Clearview Cyclone, but I also want to upgrade to a saw stop because of uh, the safety aspect. Would you just keep the two-horsepower you know, dust collection, dust collection system and get a saw stop, or would you keep the grizzly and upgrade to a more powerful dust collection system? Uh, both are important to me and I want both, but only one is optional right now. Dan, I would a hundred percent upgrade the saw first. I mean, it's got the biggest impact on what you're doing and it's got that safety feature i mean let's be honest uh you're not going to rip your hand off on the dust collector mm -hmm. that's i mean that's that's a no-brainer to me i feel like what do you think mike yeah i agree 100 percent. i don't know which one he has he has a two horsepower single stage i'm assuming it's a harbor freight two horsepower dust collector is really powerful dust collector powerful. <laughs> that's that's really good like uh, I understand that Clearview. The Clearview is really nice. I'd actually like to get one in my next shop is the, the five horsepower Clearview. I'd really like to get one. I want to keep my P-Flux 3 and get a Clearview really bad. That's what I want to do. I want to power my shop with a Clearview and I want to keep the P-Flux 3 for my miter station and my CNC. Uh, that Clearviews are really nice. Um, the table saw is definitely the priority. I don't think there's any question that the table saw is a priority here. You have a working dust collector. You don't need a Cadillac for a dust collector. Nice to have for a dust collector. You don't need it as long as you have one that works well. Pete? Uh, yeah, table saw. Again, get it. A saw stop would be a much better upgrade because that is that is the last table saw you will ever buy for, you know, for foreseeable future. Uh, dust collector, yeah. what, you were, what you're describing is a adequate dust collection system for any or most common shops. You know, anything beyond that is like it's it's a it's a really nice upgrade, but like is not necessary. First of all, you have a dust collector. Most people have like a three quarter horse, horsepower, super basic, or like one point five horsepower. You got a two horsepower dust collector. That thing's plenty powerful. It's gonna be fine. You, I I don't think you're doing anything, you know, on a scale where you need to go to a, like a P flux or Clearview system. So, I think you're fine with that. That's gonna probably last you a lot longer, and it's already ducted. Honestly, leave it. It's going to be easier to just replace that table saw. Yep. yep. All right. Next one's from Nick Pachi. Hey, guys. Nick from The Working Grain. Um, so I got a little bit of extra money to spend, and I was hoping that you could help me out. I was trying to figure this out for the last few days and, and just can't seem to determine what's the best flavor of cheese curd to buy. Chipotle. Nah, I'm just kidding. Everybody knows that horseradish is the best. Anyways... I'm looking at upgrading one of my tools in the shop and I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between a few. I have an older Delta table saw. Um, I just put a new blade in it and you know, it does just pine. I mean, fine. Um, same thing with my planer, older Delta planer gets the job done. Uh, so I was wondering what you guys would upgrade first, um, between either a table saw or a planer 
Um, I was also considering a drill press. I know you guys have mentioned drill presses in the past. Um, just looking for some input. Thanks, guys. Dan, once again, table saw. It's going to have the biggest impact on your work, I think. I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. Pete, repeat. Repeating yourself. Uh, I'm going to say table saw too. Yeah, any planer is better than no planer, so that's fine. Yet a table saw will make a huge difference. Upgrade the table saw if you can. Um, unless you have like one of those like deadly planers that Dan had. Well, like, he does have a delta. Get, he didn't say which delta. Get, I mean, when you said small table saw, I'm assuming like small contractor one. Honestly, that's going to be right. the biggest improvement in your life. Quality of life. Uh, go table saw. Because just it's going to be this the most versatile thing. You replace a planer, it's just a planer. You just, you replace a table saw, it's so many tools. It's a joiner, it's a planer, it's a... Depending on what jig you build for it, you're going to get a lot more out of it. So do that. Mike? Yeah, table saw. Yeah. Question. Table saw. You got to have a good table saw. Hell yeah. It's uh, I don't know how bad is table saw is, but... Good table saw is just so important. So I mean, okay, if you have something that's like one of those like rigid delta wannabe contractor saws that are like floor standing, okay, maybe look at the a better planer. But if you've got a contractor saw, upgrade that first. Turning point in my shop, there's a few I can remember. Uh, getting my bandsaw. Yep. That was, for me, a big turning point in my shop. And I was like, oh, I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, I love woodworking. This is... So when I wasn't before woodworking, I didn't know what a bandsaw did or was. And then I started like falling down this duress rabbit hole and be like, oh, you can resaw, you can change the size. And the, the, the bandsaw does so many things. That was a turning point for me. Getting a real table saw was a huge turning point for me. I went, I, well, I went from a, um, uh, a craftsman, like a late seventies craftsman, uh, contractor saw to the, um, Laguna F2. And man, that was just, I just remember that first weekend. I could not stay out of my shop. I was just cutting up stuff I didn't even need to cut. I was just out there just like, oh, this is just unreal. It was unreal. Had a thin rip, thin, thin curve glue line rip blade. Just went through it like butter. Everything was square and straight. And it was just, I didn't have to keep adjusting. Like my table saw before that, I just had to adjust and adjust and adjust and adjust. I had to constantly be adjusting my fence and my, my arbor was always going out of four, out of 90. It was just nonstop. And then you get a good table saw and it's like, man, this is just so nice. And I, you get a good table saw, you start taking it for granted because you stop thinking about when it just works and you don't have to constantly think yep. about it. I have to like remember back to when I had that just garbage table saw and I just remember, yeah, I'd run six things through it. I'd have to readjust the arbor and set it back to 90. And I have one of those digital uh, angle, you know, finder. angle finders. Yeah. and But I stopped using that because I don't actually – like trusso sometimes i don't feel like those digital ones are always 100 percent. but um i have like uh those machinist squares and i would just i just remember every time i, I just have to keep checking it table saw is where it's at preach it's, a, it's such a big change yes so um that is it for questions oh wow that's uh big thank you to all of you for listening keep sharing the show um like i said check that google form pete's gonna put down in the show notes we really do want your feedback on that. We don't really know where that's going to land. We are really curious. We just kind of think that Friday nights are going to be less available for people as things start opening up. But we're just Especially not sure. Maybe in that's the summer, night you want. With the weather being you nice know? and everything. 
Yeah, people are going to want to be out. Maybe back in the fall and the winter, we'll kick it back to Fridays and see where things are. But I think we need to be active and, and listen to what you guys have to say or think about that stuff. So it's that's on us to make yeah. sure we're uh, providing the best time schedule for you guys to join us. We so, want to ask you guys. Uh, big we, thanks to you guys. Because we care about yeah. you guys. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we care. We do the show for you. <laughs> so please let us know. Uh, big thanks to you. Big thanks to our patrons. You guys are amazing. Big thanks to everyone who shares the show. Keep sharing the show. Uh, I had a couple people ask this week how to send in a question, which I guess we must not have been saying. It's in the show notes, but send your questions to anotherwoodshoppodcast at Mm gmail.com. It's best if you record a voicemail on the Voice Memo app on your phone. Uh, You can also call in to the Google Voice line, which I don't recall, but Pete had, I think it's 757. Call AWP. Not even close. It is 754. Two two five five two nine seven seven five four so seven five four call AWP so I was off by one number you were off by a lot okay by one a lot of one numbers if you count it as a number it's you were off by like a million okay I was off by one million points that is it for the show big thank you to all you guys you're amazing and gals I'm gonna go get this. Yeah, guys is a... What's up, Dan? Dan's one thing. One, one quick thing. Of course. Uh, CVN-65 is a designation of the U.S. Navy's first nuclear-powered <laughs> aircraft carrier, the USS Enterprise. Whoa. Whoa. That's cool. Like uh, the one that went into space? No. Engage. Aircraft carrier. Nope. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, big thanks to uh, everyone. I don't know what else. I'm all thrown off you now. Started this, the show. You started okay, this, You started this. Bye. Bye-bye. Love, bye. love you long time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you long time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Brennan, I can't even make eye contact with you right now. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus.